Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Evening everyone. Fantastic. It's uh, great to be together tonight. My name is Eve, in case you don't know me. I'm the clergy lead here at St George's. And we are carrying on our series this evening on Made for More. And we're talking particularly tonight about community, uh, friendships and relationships. Uh, And we're carrying on from last week where I gave a bit of a um, a kind of foundations uh, time of what it means to be made for love, for relationship, for community. And we're going to carry on that uh, tonight and next week with a sermon conversation. So we're going to be in conversation with a few different members of our 1830 church family. And we're going to hear about their experiences, uh, reflecting on them uh, with scripture as well, and seeing what it looks like to live in community. Are you up for that? Wonderful. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of a recap of uh, last week very shortly, and then... Uh, think a little bit about that Galatians verse, and then we're going to talk about that with some people from our church. So last week we looked at Genesis chapters 1, 2, and 3, and you can catch up with that on the podcast if you'd like to. And we saw that we are designed by God for loving relationships and community. We're designed and made with purpose to be image Bearers. That is our destiny as human beings, to display who God is in the world. And it's our destiny to live in loving interdependence with others, always with reference to God, our creator. But we saw that that destiny had been distorted by our disobedience to God, our rejection of his good purposes and plans for us of his love and care. And all throughout the Old Testament, we see God pursuing his people, seeking reconciliation with us and God, with us and other people, and us and creation. And it's Jesus, God in flesh, who comes and restores our relationship with God through his death and resurrection. And so then those that trust in Jesus have God's spirit, God's very life within us directing our hearts and our minds towards Christ and others. And God gives us a new heart, a heart of justice and mercy and love that reflects God to the world. And he empowers us to live that way in relationships with others. We learned that we weren't meant to be alone, living as independent islands, uh, just even with us and God, that we're made for community. And that's good news. And so we're going to be thinking about the different types of community and relationships that we know. And I mentioned last week, uh, we're not focusing primarily at the moment on romantic relationships. This is not about your Facebook status, um, relationship status. And I mentioned last week, I know not all of you use Facebook anymore. I, you know, I still do occasionally. But um, it's more about how we live in community, in healthy, whole relationships with lots of different other people. um, And how we find ourselves in those different Uh, friendships and relationships with people, and that's what we're going to be thinking about tonight. And just uh, before we have some people to share that with us on the sofa, which is why I get to sit in an armchair today to speak to you, um, I just wanted to look at that um, Galatians chapter 6, verses 2 and 4 and 5 together, 
just as a way in to this. Because as we think about these uh, types of community that we are in, I encourage us to reflect on ourselves, but not just for our own happiness, not just so that we get what we need, but so that we reflect and say, God, search me for the sake of really good community that shows who God is to the world. Uh, whether in church or on our campuses, in our families, in our houses, in our workplace. And um, I was reading, when I was preparing for this and thinking about this over the past few weeks, um, that there's this sense that we are made to be responsible for one another. Uh, and early on, um, with Cain and Abel, the, the first kind of sibling rivalry in the Old Testament, um, One of them kills the other in jealousy. And when God asks about it, the question is, am I my brother's keeper? Am I really responsible for this other human being? And we can kind of hear God say, yes, you were supposed to be. But also we're made to be um, maturing children of God in relationship with God our Father. And so we, we want to have a sense of our own purpose and being with God as well. And that's why I find, as we think about community, this passage in Galatians really interesting. I don't know whether you've ever read this. Uh, that in verse 2, it says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So it seems to be saying, you are responsible for one another. Carry one another's burdens, walk through life together, help one another. And that is true and good and right. And we want to cultivate that in church and in the rest of our communities. But also, Paul, who writes to the Galatians, the Apostle Paul, also says, each one should test their own actions. Be accountable, um, speak to God about, about who you are and what you're doing, what you're becoming in Christ. Don't be swayed by the world. Because then, we don't have to compare ourselves to anyone else. I mentioned last week, there is enough of God's love for each one of us. We don't need to compete with one another, and that's what, in Jesus, we learn to do with the Spirit, that we are made whole, we have perfect love and fulfillment and faithfulness in God, and so that we can be in relationship with others without competition, without comparison, that hinders us from being all that we can be. And then in Galatians it says, for each one should carry their own load. Have you ever had some, some of that in the Bible where it's like, hang on a minute. So it says, carry each other's burdens. Each one should carry their own load. Anyone else think that's interesting? Um, and so as we think about community and relationships, we want to be discerning how we support one another in community and how we stand before God, growing in maturity, helping one another, having that sense of self with God, that we know who we are and whose we are, that we know our our gifts and our strengths and our weaknesses, so we can journey along with each other as whole people loved by God, not in competition with one another, but in communities that build one another up and encourage one another. So I want to encourage us to reflect as we hear from our brothers and sisters in Christ tonight. And the people that are sharing tonight aren't sharing because they've got everything right and they're perfect. They're sharing because they have something to share and they're in these particular types of community with one another. And as we listen, I want to encourage us to reflect on ourselves, 
But like I said, not for just our own sake, our own happiness, but for the sake of the whole of the community. Um, one book I was reading about this idea of kind of responsibility and caring for others and looking after oneself as well. One quote I really liked was to encourage us to perceive your life with the curiosity of a researcher rather than the disapproval of a critic. I found that really interesting and I added in two words. Perceive your life with the curiosity of a beloved creator researcher, a beloved created researcher, that you are beloved already, rather than the disapproval of a critic. That we can be curious about how we're in community, curious about what God is doing in our life as we do this together, knowing that we are loved by God. How will we search ourselves and let God search us and show us how to be a blessing to others tonight? So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to invite up our first pairing. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you that every person in this room is known and loved by you. That your love is abundant, that there is enough for everyone, more than enough. And that you draw us out of loneliness, you don't desire us to be alone but in community. And would you build us as community tonight as we hear from others, Lord? Would you give us curiosity? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So let's lean in together. Let's encourage those who are coming to share with us. So I'd love to invite Bex and Di to come, first of all, to the sofas. I'm going to get microphones. Why don't you give them a round of applause? Hi guys, you right? Yeah, are you okay? Yeah. Good, I'm great, great. thanks. Great. I'm good. You always want to say, are you okay back, don't you? As well? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> it's you automatic. Okay? <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming and sharing tonight. Um, we've been chatting a little bit about um, friendships and community, and particularly we've been reflecting about friendships with people who are maybe not in your immediate peer group or age group, people that you might not meet um, unless you kind of are intentional about community, um, and particularly other people in our wider church family, but also in life in general. So I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you became uh, friends. Do you want to start? I'll start. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Di. Um, I've been at St. George's a very long time, and um, I was church warden for a while. And while I was church warden, I met Bex, because she's the building manager. Yeah, so I'm Bex, and I'm the builders and facilities manager here. Um, so I do lots of things behind the scenes. I've been at St. George's about, it might be four years. Great. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> that could be wrong. But yeah. It's like it's long. It might um, be longer. It might but... be longer. Um, but yeah, I met Di when she was on the uh, church warden, um, when she was church warden, and... Uh, she used to help me out with things. I'd ring her and I'd be like, Die, I need some help. <laughs> so that's how we became friends. And um, what, what, how did it go from working together in some, in some meetings together 
to what you'd now describe as a friendship and uh, sharing life a bit together? Um, well, we met up to... I can't remember. Something happening, wasn't there? And we met. And we... Our first sort of encounter, really, was a very wet, cold, dark walk at Golden Acre Park, which ended with us sitting in a summer house thing, because it wasn't raining in there, and sitting there and chatting until it went dark. Um, yeah, it was a really long time. So after that, we got through talking about what we were meant to be talking about and just sort of continued um, getting to know each other and... You know, when you meet someone and you have a conversation and it just continues and you think, oh, I'm really getting on with this person. So I think it just sort of went from there. Um, and we continue to be quite intentional about meeting from that point onwards, sort of, and not, um, not talking about work anymore. We were talking about things that weren't work and, yeah. Amazing. And what's important to you now about this friendship that's developed? Um, How is it maybe different from other friendships or community that you've got um, how does it feed you in your, in your life? I think the, the thing that struck me, and it was interesting, because we, we did do a bit of prep for this. It might not look like it, but we did. Um, <laughs> when, we were, um, when I was thinking about it, it, naturally, we make friends with people who we get on with, so that's often people of a similar age and with a similar sort of view on life and similar views to you. And you can almost end up in an echo chamber. And I think that applies no matter what your age. Um, and it's really good to, to chat to people who are not part of that group, who have a totally different view on life. Or not totally different, but a different perspective on life, I think. And come from a different background. Yeah, definitely. We, when we were speaking about it, we both sort of came with the same thing. Um, that for both of us, having this friendship means that we get a different view on things. When we go and talk about something, um, you don't always get the answer that you might get from someone of your same peer group um, because lots of different things feed into our lives that are very different from one another. Um, and, you know, I get the benefit of Di's wisdom. <laughs> and um, it's really great to be able to have someone support you that isn't in that what we're naming as echo chamber it's really really beneficial to be able to look outside of that with your friendships and and i guess the other side of that is that as you get older you form views and, so, and it, you have to work quite hard not to become very staid in your views to try and be open to new ideas so it's good to have someone who's you know not been through all those things that you've been through to mm talk to yeah and what does it look like week to week kind of practically for you guys um do you see each other every week is it um how is it intentional what does that look like um we probably see each other once a month maybe um but i think we pray for each other every week um and if there's anything going on specific that either of us want prayer for we'll message each other and just say could you pray for me because i'm doing this and, and i guess because we've continue to meet we tend to have a bit of idea of the background of things so often a, a text will do it really just yeah. yeah that's that's how it works definitely um the prayer thing is really important for me as well like I always know that Di is praying for me and it's nice to know that people are praying for you um and I know that I can always ask Di for prayer if I feel the need to do that and I know that Di feels like that vice versa yeah. so it's 
it's really great to be able to have that element of the friendship too. Mm. And uh, we were reflecting that a really great way of meeting people is, is kind of being part of the church as a whole and serving in different areas. And often that, that means that we meet more people and then we make those natural connections with, with people um, anyway. And so um, I can see that this is, you know, it started off in a more practical, like functional way, and then it's become more intentional as, as a friendship. Um, and, and then it's not every day, but it's that, that monthly, but that regular knowing that you're part of each other's lives now in a, in a different kind of way. Um, is there a particular passage or verse of, of scripture that has um, either inspired you or been relevant to you in thinking about this part of your, your community? So we did agree about this, but Bex has got it on her phone. If you had to wait for me to find it on my phone, we could be here a long time. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we both came together and I'd actually both thought of Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 to 25. So it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. And we just felt that that really spoke into our friendship and what friendship means as an adult, really, because you really do have to be intentional with your friendships and relationships and, like, go after it. And I think I would want to encourage you all to, if there's a person that you want to reach out to and just get to know, just go and ask them for a coffee or go and ask them for a walk or, like, don't be afraid, even if they're, like, a bit older than you or not in the same peer group as you, like, just reach out because they'll probably actually really enjoy you reaching out to them. Um, I think that... That was really encouraging. Um, and do you want to talk about that one? <laughs> yes. Um, so the other verse was from Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good return on their labour. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. And I think that's been really important that, you know, if things... if either of us is struggling to know that there's someone you can ask for a bit of help and a leg up um, as well as prayer um, and, and also someone outside your, your social group or um, it's you know someone who doesn't necessarily know all the other people that well that, or doesn't socialise with other people it's sometimes helpful to have someone outside your group Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah that speaks a little bit into how this Friendship relates to others in, in your life. Um, and how's that been in terms of... Because you've described your friendship isn't like your absolute busy mate that you see all the time or like you do life with every day. Um, so how does, it, how does this friendship relate to others and kind of connect in a bigger network of community? I, th I think it helps you to have... A, or me, to have a better understanding of, of the 1830 congregation. I'm sure that... Bex isn't, you know, she is unique, but I, she has a better grip of what, what is an issue for you and the things that are important to you. Um, so that's really important in terms of the church family, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think for me, um, having this friendship that looks a little bit different to some of my other friendships has helped me to really 
well, firstly, reap the benefits and see the benefits and also encourage people of my age to sort of seek out the same sort of relationships um, as well and really encourage people and be like, oh, yeah, I'm friends with Diane. It's really great. And, and we do this together and I get this out of it and she gets this out of it. And it's, it's, I, re I use it to encourage other people to seek these sorts of relationships because I honestly am so passionate about them. I just think they're so great. Um, so, yeah, I think that's... That's mm. how I Thank you so much. And we see this, I think, throughout the church as well, just to encourage you guys that, like, our children and our young people, um, we often look up to people, and that happens as well in, like, all the age groups. So when people serve in kids or youth, and we, we build up other generations, um, you know, upwards and downwards, that, that really serves our whole church family and also um, flows out into the community of ourselves in um, during the week as well. Thank you guys so much. Let's have a round of applause. You can leave. Yeah, you can leave. Yeah. And so... Um, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can... Oh, sorry, yeah. We, we changed that choreography. Yeah. And the, a couple of questions for you, Bex. Um, die, sorry, wrong one. Um, I was going to ask you about being a colleague because that's another, lots of us will be in the workplace or um, maybe our course mates and things like that. And um, if you've got any reflections about being a colleague to people rather than necessarily uh, a close friend or a mentor or anything like that, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I am retired now, but um, I worked until about two, three years ago. Um, one of the things when... I was thinking about this that worried me is that there are a couple of my colleagues in the 1030 congregation, so if you want to <laughs> check out whether I'm telling the truth, you could always go and ask them. Um, the, um, I think one of the things that I always try to do was to not judge um, and not to... I always try to think that people came to work to do a good job. I, I used to think, try and think, I go to work each day and I want to do a good job, so all of, I hope that all of my colleagues are doing that. And I used to try and make that the assumption, so that when we had a disagreement, I try not to judge them, I try and understand their point of view. Because, um, you know, you don't always get on with everyone who you work with. Um, and... and you have to sort of make the best of it sometimes. Um, and they're probably making the best of you, so it's quite important to remember that. Mm. Um, and I think I did quite a bit of leadership stuff and management stuff. And so having that attitude, particularly when you have to make changes, was really helpful. So that to try and not get into direct conflict with people, just to try and accept that you had a difference of opinion. Um, you asked about a verse, and the verse that I, is really helpful in that is Luke 6, 37, which is, um, tells you not to judge or to condemn and to forgive others so that you will be forgiven. Um, so that's quite helpful to have in your mind when you're having those difficult conversations. Um, and the other thing that was always helpful was when we did have to make changes that weren't very popular, um, was to pr be able to pray about it and to be able to ask others to pray with me 
um, and to pray for me as we tried to make those changes and for the team, it was usually a team of us making the changes um, and to know that God's got the bigger picture and that even if people are not entirely happy with you, God still loves you and you know, at the end of the day that's what matters. Thank you so much. And uh, we're going to be having, you know, prayer ministry later on, and there'll be lots of different contexts here, but um, I encourage you, whether in your small group or tonight, or have people praying for, for you in your workplace, have people praying for you and your, your colleagues, because um, that's really valuable. Thank you so much, Di, for sharing that as well. So next up, we're going to chat to Sam and James. They're going to come and chat to us now. Welcome them up. Um, fantastic. So um, we've been chatting a little bit, and uh, different ones of us will might have uh, these kinds of friendships and community as well. So it's always good to reflect our, ourselves for the sake of uh, community. Um, so we're going to be thinking a little bit about uh, accountability and friends that you share life with as disciples to encourage one another. Um, so tell us a little bit about your friendship and uh, how that came to be. Um, Sam, go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm Sam. Uh, I've been a student here for about four years. So friendships and relationships have been changing a lot as people come and go. But James, I've known for a long time, um, probably one of my best friends, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's not all that soppy though, is it, James? Uh, but yeah, one thing that um, we both really find um, in our faith helps us, well, for me anyway, probably the most, is having um, really intentional um, community with uh, men who are in a similar um, stage of life to me. So we can talk about the things that we're all we're all going through and struggling with and things that are going well, things that aren't going so well. So practically what that looks like for us um, over the last uh, term, um, I just really wanted to start this up again after COVID as it was really hard to do that. We were all in different places in the country and as we got back at the beginning of this year, um, me and my housemate, we really felt that we wanted to start this up again. So a regular time meeting together, praying together, um, starting out as an hour just um, on a Saturday morning. Um, and then I just reached out to a couple of other guys who I used to do it with, James, one of those, um, and a couple of others at church, and someone actually who goes to a different church. So yeah, we just started doing that, and it's just been really great as that's continued on. And uh, James, why is this particular part of community important for you? Um, what, does that, what does it mean to you in, in your faith? Yeah. Um, I think why it's important to me is, um, I think because, for, for example, this isn't a kind of group that is replacing a small group or anything like that, but I think sometimes when you, when you kind of know that a group of guys who, who you know well and you kind of trust and feel kind of comfortable around, uh, enough to the point where actually I don't have to think about how are they going to like, perceive what I'm saying. Because I, I know how they'll perceive it, because they'll tell me, you know. So I don't have to worry about it. So I can just I can just say it how it is, and I know I'll get an honest uh, reply. Not not that I wouldn't in other circumstances, but it's just, you know, there's there's some things where you, you kind of feel more comfortable sharing with people you trust, and um, 
sorry, not that I don't trust other people. <laughs> sorry, I've, uh, no, I, what I mean, you know what I mean, help me someone, no. Um, people who you know well and, yeah, I don't know, so I've, I'm all flustered now. Yeah. What you said just now, though, was really helpful, that when there's some <laughs> friends and some relationships yeah. where you share something and you don't have to think before you say it, yeah, yeah. what are they going to think about yeah. me? Because you can just share it. Yeah, and I suppose what I just did is a good example of what I often do, where I just say things. <laughs> we so, just all yeah, enjoyed so, that moment. So it's nice to like, not have to go, not have to worry about that. Yeah. yeah. And um, are there particular challenges and, and, or joys in... In this particular um, kind of group of, of guys, I think what the main thing, um, particularly for me, and I think just generally as guys, we're not that good at keeping contact and um, actually opening up and having just. It's not as easy. I don't think it's as natural, but actually for having this intentional time where you just you've already set expectations. Like I think that's the really key thing in this is having expectations like. This isn't something that you wake up and you feel a bit tired and you're like, actually, I'm not going to come today. Like, we've already set expectations that this is something that we really, really value in our walk with Christ and it makes us better Christians, it makes us better friends, it makes us better um, boyfriends, it makes us better small group, um, uh, in our small groups. It, it helps us in our, in our walk with, with Jesus and that's going to benefit everyone around us. Um, so having those expectations, but of course, life happens as well. So I think the struggle is you know, on a Friday night, you know, if no one's written in the chat, you know, are we all good for tomorrow? It's really easy to slip into the mindset of like, okay, I'm not going to message just in case. Like, no one else messages and then I'll just have a lie in. But as soon as that one person messages, you're like, oh yeah, I can't wait to actually go and just be with these guys. Um, so I think, I think that is the struggle is having that discipline to really um, remember how important it is. Because when we're there, it's so good. And we often, we all leave just like, why, why can't we just do this all the time? Mm. Um, we can't wait for next week. So there's a pro and a, and a struggle that we would try to work through in that. But, yeah. yeah. Could I add on to that? Right. Um, yeah, I kind of think another, another struggle is not making it too overly like um, rule-based or overly intentional of like, um, actually, I don't want to use the phrase keeping it real, but I can't think of a better one. So... Um, <laughs> Say like, it boldly and we'll go. Yeah, you know, keeping it real, man. Um, <laughs> no, but, but just, just kind of, you know, allowing... Com we're here, we know we're here to be intentional and we, we know we create space for if there's anything going on, but actually not... You know, if we end up talking about something else, I don't know, sport or something, um, like, we don't need to be like, you know, back, back to the meeting, you know. It's, it's about doing life together and that, that's not a kind of... Uh, burdensome, like, rule-oriented way. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like there's grace for one another, you know, you, you meet each other where, where you're at. And I think I've had, I mean, I've had kind of similar friendships in, in my life, and sometimes they're seasonal, sometimes it's like for a period of time, you really invest. Sometimes I've got friends who I've known for much longer and who I intentionally do that with. And for, for some of us, our small groups will be the place where we, we share and um, we do that already. We encourage people to, to share openly in our groups. So there might be one or two people that you might know a bit better and you, you have that kind of relationship with, or you might have friendships outside of that where you're also accountable. Um, and so our prayer is that, that our, our small groups and those kind of friendships are, are intentional, but like you said, there's grace, there's fun. Um, it's not kind of rule-based, but it's, 
it's designed to encourage us to be a blessing to others. Is there a scripture or a verse that has particularly encouraged um, either of you? Yeah. I think it, um, Proverbs 27, 17. It's all right. Um, iron sharpens iron, um, which is just, I mean, it is what it says on the tin, really, but it, it's, it's just the idea of d- coming together in that way and creating that space to be intentional and, and share. It just, it really does kind of sharpen us in the sense of it makes us, as you were saying, better for other areas of life and, you know, um, yeah, I guess sharp things are more useful than blunt things, I suppose, in some circumstances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think one for me is um, James 5.16, which is, um, therefore confess your sins to one another um, and pray for one another, and in that you'll find healing. Um, I think we often have our time of confession, prayers, particularly here, and I mean, our own personal time, we encourage that with God, like just confessing our sins to God and being like, Lord, I'm sorry for this. And, 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 and talking to him about that. Like, he already knows it, but actually he loves it when we come to him in that humility and in that childlike way. Like, Father, I'm sorry I've done this again. Like, why do I keep doing this? Lord, I need your help in this. But then there's a different thing, which is actually doing that with other people in front of you in that moment, which is really hard. But actually, once you do that, as James 5.16 says, and when you pray for one another, when you're there together doing that, um, there is healing in that, and it's so powerful. Uh, and another thing I just like to say is like, there's no healing without revealing, that once you reveal that, <laughs> once you reveal that, like, I f- you can shine a light onto that, and you can really find <laughs> healing in that. <laughs> this is a great example of our relationship, isn't it, really? Um, and, and something that you said earlier, Eve, about just having grace for one another, actually being open and like there isn't really anything that any of us can say to each other that will, like when we choose, we've chosen like not to be offended by anything because at the end of the day, like we've already come to that expectation that if it's on our mind, we want to share that with each other. And if we feel there's a conflict, there's a challenge that we'll pray through that, we'll work through that and it's only going to bond us together. And I think that's just really powerful to have that. Thank you. Yeah, it just sounds like, and it's, you know, worth saying that there'll be some people that we, sh- we share that stuff with, like you said, there's others that we don't, others that we know differently, or sometimes we have mentors or people that we share with, but maybe they don't share with us in the same way. Um, and you guys have intentionally done that two-way and you've decided to share with each other. Um, so as we reflect, it's just worth saying that there are those different types of uh, friendships of accountability that we have with one another. Thank you so much, guys, for sharing. Do have a seat. Last but not least, last but not least, we have Alice and Phoebe going to come up, who are housemates who live together. So they're going to come up and uh, share with us. So, um, Alice and Phoebe, you are housemates. You uh, share a house together in uh, Leeds. So tell us a little bit about yourselves and um, how you became housemates. Okay, um, I'm Alice, and hello. I'm a lighthouse pastor. <laughs> You're not on good. Thanks, Tim. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's me, Phoebe. Uh, I, I'm Phoebe. I'm a dentist. And uh, about 18 or 19 months ago, um, I had just gotten a job in Leeds, and we were looking for housemates. And our mutual friend Laura um, connected us together because you were also looking for housemates. We'd actually known each other for a little bit longer before then. Um, but didn't know each other very well, just sort of around church. So uh, Laura got us 
in a group chat together and we decided to go for it. And Love a group it's been chat. Great. Love a good group so chat. So many group chats. I was listening to a comedian last week who was talking about WhatsApp groups and it's like the only social group they can't leave because <laughs> like they can leave a physical thing. How do you leave a WhatsApp group? Anyway. Um, and so you live together. How do you relate to it on as housemates? What's it look like week to week um, in terms of your practical like living together? Uh, so living together, we... I mean, we're just very chilled at our house. Um, I think it should be, like, we're housemates, but, like, we're also close we're friends. We're also just very close friends. So I know that not every housemates have the exact same experience as us because we are so close. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we know we just um, probably hang out. Sometimes we don't see each other for a day or two, and then we're always sad about that and uh, catch up uh, with uh, lots of joy when we get to see each other again. But usually it just looks like... So there's the evenings, watching TV, watching Gogglebox or something, hanging out. Um, sometimes we have dinner together, not all the time. In fact, the last thing Alice texted me was, I think there's a big potato in the fridge. Can you make us some roasties? And, uh, I think there's a big potato in the fridge. That is housemate chat. Can I just come out? Um, so today we, are, we had a roast dinner together, which was lovely. Um, and I asked Phoebe to make the roast potatoes, because you're really good at making roast potatoes. And I, 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 I am. And that. <laughs> Any kind of potato, wedges, little cubes. I mean, Alice made the rest of the roast. I just make the potato part. And I always mess them up. But then we just looked on our text, and we don't really text each other. We use Messenger. No, no. And the last text was on like the 18th of November was me saying there's a baked potato in the fridge could you make some roasties so we're just always texting about potato based potato based and then um, typically we just start a conversation and uh, three hours later we've um, just talked about life and about um, justice and uh, everything we go very very deep and suddenly it's midnight and we're both very tired but we need to go to bed but um, typically we don't ever intend well, I guess we do sometimes. We tend to have very deep conversations, but we do delve into them quite often, which is always lovely. And are there any particular kind of challenges you have living together? You're obviously friends. Like, like you said, not everyone who has housemates will know them very well, or they might have to you know, have some kind of a bit of like a routine or rhythm or intention about how you do life together. Yes. Is my microphone on? Yes. Great. Um, challenges... I guess so. Phoebe is a dentist, a community dental practice. Is that right? So that's like that's like vulnerable people or kids. So, and I work at Lighthouse. So um, the challenge, main challenge, is that we both have intense jobs dealing with um, people um, all the time, every single day, which is brilliant. But then the challenge is when we come home. Um, some days we might have dealt through. Uh, quite a lot, we might want to process that, we might not. Um, so I think uh, the way we cope with that is we just kind of respect each other. We have um, like pretty good boundaries of like, yeah, but also we're really transparent. So if um, Phoebe comes home and she needs some time alone, she'll just ask for it and just, and just go. And we, yeah, so it's just like open communication. It's a bit cringy, isn't it? But yeah, open like, communication and just having respectful boundaries. Um, and just, yeah, having grace for each other and knowing that, on, yeah, you might have a bad day and then I might have a bad day that, you know, mm, just kind mm. of, um, yeah, carrying each other through that, but then also a bit like that verse, just taking time for ourselves. Um, and, yeah, I've been, yeah, I think this is like a particularly healthy housemate relationship that I've ever had because we do take responsibility for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'll just uh, add on to that, though, that it's, it's also a sort of a joy and a pleasure to 
share those parts of our lives together. And I know when I've had particularly difficult times at work that um, I've turned to Alice and usually with horrible snotty tears and everything down my face and she's um, loved me and cared for me and uh, been just a brilliant friend in all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope I do the same for her sometimes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and finally, what have you learned from each other? Um, I've learned so much. I mean, I'll speak on Alice's behalf and say that she's probably learnt more about teeth than she ever thought she would or wanted to, um, because I do. Yes, I know what a root canal is. <laughs> My influence. Um, and I've learnt so much about, uh, about climate change, about um, justice, about how to be a better individual and to be loving and kind. And she'll hate me saying this, but she truly has made me a better person. Um, and <laughs> I told her I wouldn't make her cry, but I'm trying now. Um, that, yeah, through those deep conversations that we don't always intend to have, but end up having, I've just learned so much about um, relationships with others, relationship with God, and yeah, it's been brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I've learned loads from Phoebe too. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I have. And I think also just like, yeah, also learning how to kind of, we're both we're just gonna go. We're both single and like learning how to. I feel like the past two years, I've really learned how to be single well, and that's partly down to Phoebe as well. So just like, yeah, really practical things as well. Um, and yeah, we've learned, we've learned a lot. And I think also it's worth saying that like, um, like we like plan to live together another year. Um, and yeah, so oh my gosh, we'll be, be like three-year-long housemates. And I think that's quite an achievement. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I really recommend like, you know, if you're like graduating or anything, like kind of like and live with someone and it doesn't I feel like it doesn't have to just be for one year as well. Um, mm-hmm. if it works, it works. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much guys for sharing. So have a seat. So I hope that's been uh, helpful and interesting. I hope it helps us to reflect on our own Uh, community, our own network of relationships and friendships that we're part of. Like I said, it's not one size fits all. It's not that everything is going to apply directly to us, but we can take that and we can reflect maybe in our small groups with our friends um, and what that looks like and to be curious about that. Thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.